make it to Youngstown for a race because not only do I have to run in Youngstown, I have to go out for pizza in Youngstown. Oh, you remembered us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a shirt. I got the pizza shirt, so I got to come to Youngstown to do a race and then go out for pizza in my pizza shirt. One of my... Uh, not, not everyone has Youngstown on their bucket list to get to go do a run and uh, eat pizza, but it's on my list. Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's uh, let's see here, recording on Friday, May fourteenth. Yeah, um, I had an interview last week. Uh, got a chance to talk with Bart Yasso, the mayor of Running. Uh, he's written a couple of books. Uh, was the chief running officer at Runner's World magazine for years. And uh, there's a lot. And if you've never done the 800, the Yasso 800 workout, they were named after him, a workout he created when he was training for marathons. So I uh, got, got another chance. I talked to him about a year ago on the podcast and agreed to come on again. So uh, we are trying to get him. This year is really busy with races. We discussed that and did talk about the Youngstown Marathon, uh, about him coming up for that, perhaps. And just for that's part of my uh, job as ambassador for the Youngstown Marathon. And if, uh, but you can sign up. Just go to youngstownmarathon.com. Use my code Bruce21 and save 15%. But uh, let's see here. Anything else going on? Right now, it's kind of s- still recovering from the marathon and other things. So uh, really haven't been doing much running this week. Uh, depressingly little running. But uh, I guess just taking a few weeks, probably uh, just sit back, put my feet up, recover. And because uh, next up, it's the wine glass marathon. And, well, uh, I really, after you hear this interview, you'll understand why I'm going to have to pick my training up and try to really put on at least a good time for me. I don't want to go there and uh, die on the course. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's just get, get right into it today. Thank you. And uh, well, one real quick. Yeah, uh, if you do have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can email me at justarunner65 at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook group if you want to get signed up on there and uh, share any thoughts on there also. Or you can just follow Just a Runner. That's me uh, on Instagram. So plenty of ways to get in contact with me. Thanks a lot.
Hello. Hey, how are you, Bruce? Can right. you hear me? I can hear you now. Great. Hey, I can hear you. Hey. Good thing. That's, huh? that's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> We're off to a good start today. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just me this time. I, Rick sometimes co-hosts with me, but he couldn't make it. Gotcha. No problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to welcome you back to the podcast. Thank you for coming on again. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks for reaching out. Mm. I was a bit under the weather. I'm coming back to life. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sick, but I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah, that's all right. No problem. We. I'm uh, just happy that you were better and we can uh, do this today. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. For, I didn't actually come up with a set thing plan here, but okay. I'm pretty good at winging it. But I want to uh, just uh, catch up with you. And how do you think running's coming back from the pandemic? Has it's hopefully we're getting to the end of it. Yes. Yeah. So let's hope so. I mean, we should be based on the amount of people that are getting vaccinated. So hopefully we are on the mend and. Uh, and as you know, a lot of the big fall races, you know, claim they're going to happen. So I would assume they are going to happen. Well, Chicago, I, Boston, I mean, the big ones are, you know, saying it's going to be in person and going to happen. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be the hardest. The real big ones like Boston, Chicago, New York are going to be the hardest ones to come back. Yeah. I agree with you. And uh, part of it, Bruce, is not only the the amount of runners but the amount of spectators and the amount of people that live right on the course you know like you're running in chicago and boston i mean there's there's you're running right through towns like there's people everywhere so i don't know i don't know how they're going to control some of the things they want to do but we'll see what happens but i just i just want our sport to come back strong and uh you know i know it will because it's in the runners are going to be the ones that are going to help they're, you know they're going to follow the new rules whatever the new normal is going to be whatever we have to do I would soon you know like expos are all going to change a little bit everything's going to change a little bit and that's, I think the runners are going to adapt to the change and that's going to make the big difference well I had just I did run an event uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Marathon it went off yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in it and I'd say 90% of the changes they've had to make, I actually like some of the changes they did for that race. There was no expo, right. which I was disappointed with that, but there's nothing you can right. do. I think that'll be back in the future. Um, yeah. Some of the other changes I did like, like they were giving out eight ounce bottles of water instead yeah. of just the cups, and you could just drink and carry it if you wanted to. Right. Uh, yeah, and the way, uh, so my better half, uh, Anne, she did a, a live race a couple of weeks ago, a half marathon in Maryland, and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was so well organized, the way they were sending runners off 10 at a time, and, you know, they just spaced it out, and uh, she just thinks it, it, it worked well. She was very impressed with the organization of it. And it takes logistics on the runner's end to follow the new rules or whatever you know the race director has to do because that's the thing the cities are the ones that are going to mandate what they can and can't do it's not the race director saying oh we're going to do this or we can't do you know they're following the rules that they're given <laughs> and uh you know and then they have to communicate it to us the runners 
and then we the runners have to follow the rules and if that happens then i think our sport will come back very strong and as you know i'm sure the runners are gonna be open to whatever the new normal is they're just gonna be happy to be back out there that that's what i'm thinking i think the people know if we don't follow these we might not have racing for a while more and i'd rather race right. and have a few not even because we went out and wave you know they had corrals and waves and stuff they sent us out sure. in and but i mean this was a smaller event than chicago or boston uh, right but, yeah the same one ended it was a smaller event but it was you know well attended and they limited the number that's what i think the big factor is uh some of these big races are going to have to have new limits they may not be able to do the 50,000 that I've done in the past and uh, you know and who knows maybe a couple of years from now we will go back to the way things used to be but for now I, I think having a real large races are going to be hard uh, just logistically uh, mm -hmm. but but the smaller ones have been catching you know runners have been leaning towards these smaller races for a couple of years because after you do the big ones you do Chicago you do New York you do Boston uh, people tend to really like some of the smaller ones because you get to travel to, you know, smaller towns and whether you're in Wyoming or Montana or South Dakota or, you know, Alabama, wherever you end up, you know, sometimes these smaller ones have, have a lot of appeal to runners. And when I say smaller, it's, you know, I don't want to call a 1,500 to 2,000 person race small, but it is small compared to Chicago or Boston. Oh yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, we were. I think he had a permission for a thousand marathoners and so many half mar and a couple thousand half marathoners because of the heat Sunday. I think there was a large did not show. Um, gotcha. But the, you know, looking at some of that, do you like what Boston? I mean, Boston says they're going twenty thousand, and they did that virtual. Uh, for right. 70,000. What did you think about that? Or? <clears throat> well, I think, you know, Boston's smart. I think they had a plan, knowing Dave, Dave McGillray, the race director, they had a plan in place, and they've been working on it for quite a while to figure out what they'll be allowed to do and what they can handle and try to follow some guidelines. So I think it was smart for them to cut down on the fields a little bit and uh, offer a virtual so people that uh, some people are going to be intimidated by these big events, even after they, you know, are going to happen. Some people may really be hesitant to jump into a big race, so they can do it virtually and receive some of the same goods that the other runners are getting. So I, you know, I think Boston was really smart the way they did it. I and they had a plan, and they had a plan in place well in advance so that they could could communicate that to the runners. Well, I have a feeling we're going to be starting races with masks on at the start, at least for a while. And yeah, then, or at least, you know, in the gathering areas. Uh, I'm sure masks will be part of the deal for a while. And then, you know, after you finish, same thing in areas. You know, it's inevitable. You can't just start a race, even if you're doing whatever, 10, 20 people at one you know, a continuous kind of wave, like 20 runners every minute or whatever it is, you're still around a lot of people at some point. So the masks are going to be at the start and at the finish. But I don't think they'll be 
mandatory any other place. Uh, you know, obviously when you're out there running. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't even have tried running with my mask on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, see, I see people running with masks on. I'm surprised. Uh, and they're running really fast, too. I see some people that uh, run at a really good pace, and they are complete facial mask and flying. But uh, I'm like you. I never, I mean, I if I see a group, uh, you know, I've been vaccinated. I, I had my second dose probably, uh, oh, my God, two months ago. So uh, prior to being vaccinated, if I was out there and I saw a big group, I would obviously put a mask on when I got near a lot of people. I mean, I'm just talking to training on going out there. Yeah. Uh, but if I can not get near people, I you know, I never would wear a mask if I can stay six to eight feet away from everybody. I've always felt safer outside, and I'm three weeks since I got my last, uh, my second vaccination shot. Yeah. So, which was kind of messed me up because I was two weeks when I got it. I was two weeks and a couple days away from my marathon, and I kind of had a bit bad after effect for a couple days and didn't uh, run okay. for a few days. So, but it was I was in the taper, so I'm hoping it didn't mess me up. But it's hard to say. Yeah, but, yeah there's a lot of people that had side effects. I was pretty lucky. I I did feel a little bit on the second dose. First one, my arm was sore. That was it. Second one, I did feel a little lethargic for 24 hours, but then I came around. That's kind of how mine was. My first one, I just had a really sore arm, and then the second one, my whole body was aching like I ran a marathon and got run over by a bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not good. That's not a good thing. Yeah. But you know what? The uh, you know, thank God we have this stuff. I mean, that's the real key. Because I always say yeah. the, the best side effect is relief after you get your second dose. And then once you get through, if you do have some uh, side effects from the second one, by the time you get through it, then you should be in, feeling pretty good about having your vaccination. And then gives you a lot of freedom, according to the CDC new rules. Yeah. You've got a lot, more, a lot more freedom if you have both, both doses or any of the vaccine well there was a part of me knowing i was going to be around that many people knowing i already had my vaccine i felt a little better about it and figured gotcha. we, we could get out there and do stuff we need to get you some new headphones Mark. <laughs> man my, these things always fit my uh my one it's just the one sign keeps popping out it's so weird because i've never had that problem i think uh i think i got it now but yeah, you know, the beauty is that if the sport can be back by the fall, it's going to help a lot of races because the races that got hit the hardest were the events that had race dates March, April, May into June because they got canceled last year yeah. and a lot of them also got canceled this year. So they got hit hard. I know there was a, a few one-off, uh, yeah. none of the real big ones. Uh Toledo's Glass City Marathon went off a few weeks ago. I heard they were, you either had to be vaccinated or uh, a negative test within like a few days of the race. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't know yeah, and I, how you could do that. That's the other thing. Are races going to ask people, you know, you can go in the expo if you can prove you're vaccinated. If you're not, you can't go. You know, I don't know. 
I don't know what these big races are going to do, what rules they can set and what uh, what they're going to follow. Uh, yeah. I'm sure for this for this year, if you're going to a, I think if they do have an expo, you'll be wearing a mask for sure inside. Yes. And I don't know exactly how. Well, I mean, proving the vaccination. I mean, are they going to be allowed to ask that and stuff like that? Yeah, that's the. I I don't know. You know, uh, I have a feeling they can ask that, but I, I I don't know for sure legally if they're allowed to or not. I don't. Don't hold that answer, but <laughs> but they will. The good thing about running is the other the event directors all communicate with each other, uh, so they're gonna they're gonna pass on stuff that worked well and things that didn't work so well, so they can tweak things as as you know. Even though they have a set game plan in place, they're gonna tweak things based on what really works and what doesn't work. So, and they will communicate with each other. I, wa I really want to meet the person that's going to try to do all six world majors that happen in a step, that happen in a six week window, including running Chicago on Sunday and Boston the next day. Yeah, you'd have that would be the one of the toughest part of it. I, I mean, just getting into all six, if you could pull off the logistics to get to all of them, much less. Yeah. I, but uh, I think the, inter the international travel is, could be very tricky. If, if if everything doesn't open up, the international travel is going to be impossible. Um, yeah. Even if things do open up, the international travel is going to be tricky for somebody to make sure they can get to every place. And uh, obviously, we, you know, some of the countries you're going to have to prove, you know, you're going to have to take a COVID test just to get entered into, you know, to get through customs. So, but I have a feeling someone out there is working on it. And, mm. uh, Tokyo's going to try to pull it off. I don't know if that'd be... Tokyo might be the toughest one to get into, just to get into the country. Uh, I have a feeling you're right. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Olympics, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there. If they pull off the Olympics, then I think that the marathon will be to get a little bit easier, and uh, getting into, the, into Japan will be a little bit easier. If the Olympics don't happen, if there stuff goes wrong at the Olympics, I think it's going to be a lot harder. So we will see. That's only uh, two months away. Yeah, that's hopefully. I'm thinking if they spread out, well, they always spread out the events to a certain point. Hopefully, and it'll probably be very limited in how many live spectators can be there. So, yeah, yeah, if any spectators in some of the venues. So. Yeah, we'll see. But I, but I think that's, uh, you know, it, it'd be a, it's probably never going to happen again that all the world majors are going to be in the fall. No. Uh, I mean, that's normally not the way it's set up. So uh, that's why I think someone's going to jump on the opportunity if they can, uh, if they can pull off all the logistics. <laughs> I would think a regular... cool to do. I, I know there's a... I, I mean, you and I know a ton of runners that physically could do it, obviously. Uh, but but it's the, more... I think it's the travel out. logistics. I mean, Chicago-Boston would be tough to do running-wise, just two in two days, but if you can get yeah, a flight right out... Chicago, yeah, Chicago, you're going to have to cross the finish line, get to the airport pretty quickly to get into Boston to pick up your number. Unless you go to Boston first, pick up your number on, like, you know, that Friday, and then travel to Chicago, 
and you already have your goods, your Boston goods, and then you can on Sunday fly out at any time, get into Boston, and then you're ready to go on Monday. So I guarantee you, Bruce, someone's going to do it. Oh. It's not going to be me, I know that. You're not, you're not going to try the Chicago, at least the Chicago Boston? No, definitely not. No, no. I had my days. I'm, uh, I, I'm going to get a kick out of. Uh, Vicariously watching someone do it on uh, you know, based on their Instagram or Twitter or whatever, wherever they're gonna post all the fun stuff that they do. I do got a couple friends that did get into Boston. They had a, enough of a gap. Yep. They did it, and they're still in the. But I think they had to. Def, they were supposed to do to Chicago. They got canceled last year. I, right. I don't know why they're not doing both, but. <laughs> Yeah, because I would assume if they were already in Chicago that their entry got pushed over. I think they were able to defer back, back a year or two more. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. Chicago, Chicago was letting them defer longer than one year, I think. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's a nice touch because then, uh, then you're not under pressure to do it. And if you want to do Boston this year and then you can do Chicago next year, well, it makes sense. They're doing a three-week gap. They're, uh, I believe they're doing... Uh, Air Force Marathon, okay. and it's like yep. three weeks apart. Yeah, Air Force is usually like the second weekend, uh, second or third weekend in September. Yeah, I've been that hour it's, it's actually it's three weeks before Boston. I know that right this year because okay. my yeah. friend was ta talking to me about it, and she's saying trying to figure out what to do for the three weeks. I said you got to pick one goal race, and the other one you're going to run for fun. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Bruce. And then, in, you know, if you pick the, if you run, if the first one is the fast, fast one you want to do in your goal, then you just chill out for three weeks, and then you just go out and enjoy the, the one three weeks later to Chicago. Or you do the opposite and use the the first one as a long run to get ready for the next one. But you have to do a long run pace, not at race pace. Yeah, that's, that's what I suggest for her. Good race three weeks later. She's still in Boston and wanted to do good in Boston. I said, well, you're going to have to make the Air Force just a long run. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, treat it as a long run and, you know, go out there and have a great time. It's a great race. It's a really pretty setting. And, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, you kind of still be happy that this stuff is going to happen. So, you know, cool. uh, if it's just a, a long run, but you get, all the eight stations out there and plenty of runners to run with, so it's a cool way to do a long run. Well, the longer you're out there, the more value you get out of your event. Get all the money you can out of the course. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. I get a lot of value out of a race these days. I haven't done a live race since, uh, oh my God, it's been 15 months, so I would assume sometime over the summer I'll get in one. Uh, but right now, it's just, uh, just not... There are a couple local races that I have a chance to do so i'll do one of them well, i'm looking it looks like more races are coming back i got my calendar starting to look more like normal at least uh yeah planning well my plans to go up to wine i'm signed up for wine glass in october uh, i'll be there at wine glass i do the race announcing there every year i get to run the 5k on saturday because they really don't have race announcing in the 5k and then sunday on at the, uh, I do all the race announcing just at the finish line. 
uh, since it's a point-to-point course, I don't go out to the start because it would be uh, it'd be logistically hard to get back to be back and you know if I went out to the start of the marathon, it'd be logistically hard to get back to get to greet the very first runner in the half marathon. <clears throat> okay. The half marathon starts halfway on you know on the course, so it's uh, so I just stay at the finish line and greet everyone as they're coming in. It's a great race weekend. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, well, I'm still the. Huh? Oh, good, Bruce. Uh, so Corning's a real pretty city, and they really embrace the race. It's a lot of fun. No, I know you're there. I feel even better about it as long as I'm. I think it'll go. I'm not. It's not. It's one of those smaller ones that I'm pretty sure are going to go off. So. Yeah, they uh, they have a pretty good plan in place. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure by October we'll be in uh, pretty good shape to pull off a race that size. They would. They they've been normally around uh, ten to eleven thousand with all the races they do. Five k on uh, on Saturday and then Sunday the half marathon and the marathon. So it's a good size race, but it's not. You know, you know, it's not the twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand craziness. Yeah, just the size of those other ones can be intimidating. Have you you've been there several times, haven't you? For wine glass. The wine glass. I think I know I've done the race announcing the past three years. I spoke at their dinner, I think, three times, uh, and I've run the marathon twice. I never run the hat. I did the marathon twice. I've never run the hat. And uh, these days, I, you know, since I am a race announcer, as I said, I just do the 5K on Saturday, uh, which is a really fun little race. I love it. And, uh, and a lot of the marathoners, half marathoners, do the 5K because you get an extra something, uh, whether it's a, a wine glass or something. They always give you extra stuff if you do more races. So runners are totally into it. It's fun to see. Maybe I got to check to see if I can still sign up for the 5K. I'm already in that. You should should be able to say, call it some kind of challenge, like a Pinot Noir challenge or a Riesling challenge. It's always challenges have a wine name to them, and then they uh, they they challenge you to do more races, and you get extra stuff, so it's worth it to do. Well, I'm already signed up for the marathon. I wonder if I can switch it up and do that too. But I'm. I guarantee you can. I don't. You know, I'm sure it's on their website because I'm sure you're not the first person to, to sign up and then realize I should have signed up for the 5K. <laughs> so they're they're they have it set up for you. You just got to go on and uh, oh. around on their website. I'm sure I'll check on that. Do it. I'll have to find you while I'm there. Any 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 food recommendations? And I'm going to take advantage of this time with you for my own purposes. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, again, I don't know what's going to change and if any of the restaurants aren't still open because of COVID. So I, I don't know. I always, uh, you know, the night before the race, I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm not running a race. So I go out for Thai food the night before or, or, or Mexican <laughs> because there aren't any runners there. The restaurant's empty. <laughs> if I was, you know, if I went to the any any pasta place they're going to be a lineup like crazy and since i'm not racing on sunday i can go out and have a nice uh nice thai dinner or you know mexican food 
but they have a lot of good restaurants, right? The downtown area is, you just zone in on the downtown area and there's restaurants everywhere and they are very in tune to the race. It's the only, not the only one, but it's, it's very common whether you walk into a coffee shop, uh, restaurant, whatever you're doing, the first question everyone asks you if you're running the marathon or half marathon. And if you say yes, they go crazy for you. And, <laughs> you know, try to help you logistically and of course, you know, get your coffee or pizza, whatever your whatever kind of store you're in. It's really fun. That I'm telling you, the town is so in tune to the race, it's really neat. That's awesome. I mean like I say, it was one of those ones I had heard about and been wanting to go to for a few years. I thought about it last year, but uh, I finally this year I've already signed up, so I look yeah. It was a smaller club race, uh, you know, small in the way it was down to maybe four or five hundred runners. And then uh, they got serious about making it a bigger race and getting in, getting the city of Corning involved and uh, getting some big sponsors. And it's changed a lot. It's gotten a lot bigger and it's really professionally run. And you'll be impressed. It's fun. But I got to make it to Youngstown for a race because not only do I have to run in Youngstown, I have to go out for pizza in Youngstown. Oh, you remembered us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have My- the shirt. I got the pizza shirt. So I got to come to Youngstown to do a race and then go out for pizza in my pizza shirt. I, I will get you a p- another pizza shirt, from a Youngstown pizza shirt. Uh, uh, or is that yeah. the one? Or did Rick send you one? He told me to make Rick sure I... Sent- oh, he sent me one. I have it. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's on my list to do. One of my, uh, not, not everyone has Youngstown on their bucket list to get to go <laughs> do a run and uh, eat pizza, but it's on my list. He said he wasn't going to be able to make it, but to make sure I uh, try to get you to come to Youngstown for the marathon. If you're free October 24th, let us know. We'll work something out. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got to look, see how, see how my fall comes together. It's, it's really confusing from my, you know, from my end doing race announcing and going to speak at these events because uh, a lot of the spring events moved to the fall and I already had a packed schedule of fall events and now some of the spring events are the same weekend as you know some of the fall events I was going to so can't be in two places at one time so it's it's uh <laughs> logistics are getting crazy uh-huh. I'm doing the best I can trying to appease <laughs> everyone and work with everyone and We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll work out eventually. Uh, if you were in, yeah, I think I think by next year races will be back to their normal race weekend, and that's going to help the sport out tremendously. Yeah, because I look in 2022. I I think Boston will be back to Patriots Day right. and all that. Uh, they'll yeah. probably still have to make some. They may not be as big as they were. They may have to stick to the twenty thousand that they did and uh, yep. things like that. But uh, hopefully, hopefully in a couple of years we're back to the way it was before, where we're where they don't have that type of. Uh, well, they're always going to have some sort of limit, and yeah, it's a tight course to begin with. So yeah, they are always going to have some type of limit, and even even Chicago and New York have to have a limit. They just there's only so much space and there's only so many buses to transport people and there's you know it, it's logistically unbelievable what what they pull off uh so really is smart of them to actually 
look at it that way, you know, try the, the number they go for is what they logistically can handle instead of just saying, oh, we'll take, you know, more and then they can't accommodate people on race day. That would not be a good thing. So I love it that these races really are so well organized that they figure out how much space they have to hold people and to get people out to the store and then when they finish and then they pull it off. It's, uh, you know, when you run New York, you look back and think, how did they get 55,000 people across that bridge and into that finish line and get them dispersed after they finish back to their hotels and their homes? It's amazing to me. Yeah, uh, you marvel at the logistics. Well, they're still scheduled for their regular time. I don't know. Are they going to be able to go off or how small are they going to have to cut New York field down to? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I know the. uh, From what I see on TV and what I'm reading is that New York's going to open up on July 1st. So once the city opens everything up. Broadway's back and stuff like that, then I think, you know, they'll start working on sporting events. If they start letting a lot of people into the stadiums for baseball, uh, there will be some football games prior to the New York City Marathon. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, that's the one that I think, well, that in Chicago's 40,000 and some of these, I didn't know how... Well, with Boston doing 20,000, I'm figuring that's going to be the starting point for these other races to see how... I'm not sure if they'll get back to 50 right away. Yeah. Boston, you know, I'm assuming transporting the runners had a lot of play in it, you know, having a point-to-point course. Chicago is an easier logistically organized course because the start and finish are close together and both are right downtown. Uh, Boston being point-to-point is very hard. And in New York, it's not point-to-point, but the start and finish, I'm assuming, are probably 15 miles apart, something like that. Uh, Mm. that, When you hit 15 miles, you're close to the finish. I mean, if if you didn't turn, if you didn't go down First Avenue, if you just kept going down 59th, you could get to the finish, so... But it's still New York. It's a matter of transporting all the people to get to that start, to get to Staten Island. So it's a lot. Uh, you know, if they if they're not allowed to put, you know, if the bus holds sixty people, if they're not allowed to put all sixty on there, they're going to have to limit more. You know, cut down on the on the limit because how do you get people out there? They just they're just. Literally, there are no more buses. They use every bus they can find. And yeah. They use the ferries. and So, yeah, all that stuff's going to come into play. We will see. <laughs> I'm sure they're working on it every day. Uh, in fact, I know they are. Oh, I know they are. I'm, part of me is glad I don't have that job trying to figure this out. <laughs> oh, That'd be- yeah. Be a lot of logistical meetings and a lot of dealings with different organizations involved with the city the health organizations the police you know all that stuff because it's not only it's not only the runners it's the volunteers and spectator you know you got to look at the total number of people that are involved in a big race Uh, and you know a big marathon has a lot 
a volunteer. I mean, a lot. I don't oh, yeah. know the exact number, but it's it's a lot. Uh, so is that going to change? You know, because that figures into when they look at, you know, if the, the city says you can only have this many people, uh, volunteers are part of the count. So staff, volunteers, mm-hmm. and runners. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> My hats off to the race directors. They are amazing people, and they're you know we're so lucky to have them, and they're so well organized. And I guarantee you, they're working hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to talk to Dave McGilvery one time. I think I might be bad luck for him because the day we scheduled, and he didn't cancel. I give him credit for this. Was the day they announced Boston was wasn't going to go off? And oh wow! I was like. Uh, so I, 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 I did email him to give him an out, and he said, no, he'll live up to his, and do it. All right, okay. But, that sounds like Dave. He's, he's, he's a man of his word, literally a yeah. man of his word. Yeah, I think he said, he said well, actually, this gave me an uh, excuse to get away from all that for a little while. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it, Bruce. And, uh-huh. uh, he's, a, he's a really great guy. And yeah. I, I think if... Knowing him, the, and from what I've heard of him and seen of him and stuff, it seems like if anybody can pull off Boston, I mean, with him leading the way, I think they'll be able to do it. And I agree. Hopefully, I agree with you. Like you said, they're all working together in all the different uh, races. Hopefully, they can keep all the get all the right ideas together and use them. But yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see. Uh, I'm really curious to see how fast people are going to run because. You know, there's been a few races where they only had the elite runners run, and they're running very well. And I actually think the general running community is going to be running very well because I think some people had some extra time to train, uh, not commuting to work. A lot of people work from home. And, you know, just think if you have a 40-minute commute each way, 40 minutes in the morning, 40 minutes at night, all of a sudden, you got 40 more minutes in the morning and 40 more minutes at night. I guarantee a lot of runners took those extra minutes and, and used it for better training. So uh, we'll see. I think the uh, just the, what I would call the general running community is going to run a lot faster once these races get back to uh, once people start doing a lot of races. I hope so. It hasn't helped me yet. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't helped me at all. I, I was yeah. really happy being out there in a live event, and Jim Chains, the race director, and I think he did a great job. The only thing that went wrong, it was 77 degrees before I finished, and oh. I just and it was yeah. full sun, no shade, and it, that just killed me out there. But uh, oh, a warm day in the spring when we're not you're not acclimated to warm weather is the hardest thing as a runner. Uh, yeah, you I, know, a warm warm day in the fall after we train throughout the summer it's not as bad but when you when you just get thrown into a warm day and you know which happens a lot in the march or april race uh it's tough because your body's not ready for it you haven't trained in it and all of a sudden you're out there racing and it's hot yeah i i end up walking most of the last five six miles i just i just was out <laughs> I, you were smart, but other than it being a warm day, you your training was going well. I think it went okay. There was a few 
problems here. And, you know, I kind of wish I would have yeah. got more. I'll give you credit for this. I did my speed work, and I did the Yasuo 800s. I started at four, oh, built up to 10. Uh, oh, cool. Of course, I can run them faster than the time I was yeah. should have been doing them, but I kept doing them at that. I was steady at that pace, so I kept it. And yeah, hey, that's all right. If you were steady at that pace, that's a good thing. I, I, I think I would have been okay if it had been a normal weather day, a decent right. weather day. It, it's yeah. It was like I wish I, we had run it Saturday or Monday, and I would have been, you know, Monday. I was outside. It's dreary out, fifty degrees. It's raining, and I'm oh. like, I was like, this would have been beautiful to run it. Isn't that crazy? The like these weather windows. Sometimes there's just it's just perfect running weather. Things work out, and then sometimes it's the, the day of the race. It's brutal, and then the next day it's cooler, and the day yeah. before it was cooler. It's like. How does that happen? It's, it's spring here. Well, you're, yeah, you just don't, you just, just don't, don't know. But uh, like I said, I thought he did a great job putting it on. Uh, you know, and like I said, there's some things that I actually wouldn't be upset if they kept doing. The way we went yeah. out, they did something that wasn't that surprised me because they hold a half, and they send the half out later, more spaced out. So like. Uh, two-hour half marathoner was finishing with a four-hour marathoner they were right. sending them the only bad part was since it was so hot these half marathoners were out in this heat too uh yeah when, yeah but i i would assume you know again when they probably came up with that plan they weren't thinking it's going to be a warm day no no but you, you, but they were just thinking logistics to spread people out and not have big clumps of people here and there yeah i think it worked really well as far as spreading the people out and actually has the marathoner when you're normally out there in the second half of a marathon with less than a thousand people you know for me i'm by myself a lot or there's only a few people around there was a lot more uh well there was some people doing the half there was a couple relays so right. it seemed like there was more there was actually more people around me the second half than there was the oh, first. Okay. So. Wow. Well, that's that's helpful. I'd yeah. rather have more people around me later in a race than earlier in the race. I, yeah. I think that's very helpful. So bad feeling when you're all alone late <laughs> in a race because you're like, what am I doing out here? This is uh, there's a lot of ways you can talk yourself out of, a, out I, of I, keeping going or keeping a good pace. I did a small marathon where we're under 200 people or might have been under 150 and it's actually just too small for me i i want some people out there i mean some people like those small ones and that's good for them everybody's different so yeah yeah the beauty is we have choices uh you know really do the type of race that you want to do where you want to do one uh you know i I would assume this pandemic really hit these people that were on these goals of running all 50 states, whether they're doing a half or a marathon in all 50 states. and Because uh, that really came no screeching hole. And I'm sure yeah. they had all these races planned well in advance. And, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them, like I said, they will, they will start back this fall. But again, there's going to be so many conflicts because there's going to be races stacked up 
October is going to be a lot of races. Because it seemed like a lot of spring races that couldn't happen moved their event date to October. That and, well, the one thing working in that favor was, I, I like I said, I don't think Boston, Chicago, and New York are going to be taking as many as they normally do. So a lot of people that would normally try to be getting into those can hit these smaller ones. Right, yeah. So, That's a good way to look at it. So hopefully it won't yeah, it, be bad. Yeah, and it'll help the smaller races out. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, the, the, big, the bigger races have the financial, you know, they, they have the money from having so many runners. The small ones don't have that advantage. So we'll see. It could really uh, be beneficial to a lot of these small races. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Because you know, Boston probably would have been taking what thirty five, forty thousand this year, being it was their hundred and twenty fifth. They might have wanted to try to. Get... Yeah, so I think they may have upped it to maybe thirty five ish. I would assume. I, I don't know that for a fact, but uh, they usually do take more when it's an anniversary year. So I think they were probably going to up it a little bit. You know, they're stuck logistically because it's transporting everyone and getting through those small towns. It's it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, what they can pull off. Okay. All right. Well, Bart, uh, well, I won't take up too much of your time today. We'll... Yeah, no problem, Bruce. I'm glad we got to connect. Again, yeah. sorry I was sick last week, but I'm on the mend now. It's okay. I'm I understand. Better. I'm glad you're feeling better, and uh, hopefully yeah. we'll get to do this again sometime i hope you'll yeah and i'm and i'm serious about getting to youngstown i gotta get it in my schedule i gotta see uh yeah in communication with events non-stop on where i'm going yeah, I, i'll look for the local race schedule see if there's some other little races you could do if you want one yeah minute. see that's the thing there are gonna be so many events happening same weekends but but it's only i i really hope this is you know a once and done that we don't have we get through this pandemic and we can just go back to, uh, as you said earlier, they go back to their traditional race dates. It'll help out our sport tremendously. Yes. Well, if you find anybody doing all six of the majors, let me know because I oh. want to get them on here to talk about that. All right, Bruce. I'll do that, man. <laughs> but keep up the good work with your podcast. I love chatting with you. And, uh, we'll, see what, uh, we'll see what goes on in the fall. We'll, no. uh, we'll touch base at some point. Well, I'm going to try to look you up on, uh, at the wine glass. We both should be okay, there. Yeah, I'll see you at wine glass for sure. All right, and great. And uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch with you and see what uh, I can work in my schedule and get to you. Great. We'll, we'll see All you. All right, Bruce. All right, thank you again. Right, thank, take, take care. care Bye. Keep running. Stay safe and keep running. Ah.